I don't need to go to church. It's just a bunch of hypocrites and the pastors just want our money. See, I set before you today life and prosperity, death and destruction. Deuteronomy 30.15 You are now tuned in to TLUC, the life you choose. Hello, lifers. How are y'all doing? Well, I'm recording this podcast on Labor Day. I have the day off and I said I'm going to be productive. And I want to chat with you today about something that's been on my heart pretty heavy lately. And it's about church. And I even posted something on my um, Facebook about going to church, telling people, get up, you need to go to church. And of course, you're always going to have those select few that talk about the churches. You are the church. You don't need to go to church. And um, this is in the church and that is in the church and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now, I'm not one to argue about the word of God because God doesn't want us to do that anyway. We are to let our light shine and to be different than the world. We're not arguing about the word of God. We put it in God's hands. We speak the truth in love, kindness. We we show proof of what we're saying. And then we leave it up to God. And for the Holy Spirit to touch those people's hearts. But we are going to discuss it on my podcast today. And let me just start off simply by saying. Why go to church? Because God said so. Point blank period. He said in Hebrews 10.25, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. That's in the Bible. So if you're a Christian and follow the Holy Bible, I could just end this podcast right here. Why go to church? Because God said so. Nothing to add what he is telling us, right? No need to argue the point. It's in the Bible. But obviously, that's not good enough. That's not good enough for people to understand how important it is to go to church. Let me share a testimony, a personal testimony with you all. I was living in Atlanta. I had lived in Atlanta on and off for about, if I'm not mistaken, 18 years or so. And I belonged to a mega church. My cousin and I, uh, we were going to a church called New Birth. Maybe you've heard of it. Pastor Eddie Long. And, you know, he's, he's passed away since. But we were so dedicated to this church. I mean, I've always been a workaholic. This is probably the least amount of time I've ever only worked a 40 hour job and that just changed a couple of weeks ago but I was working all the time weekends she was working a lot and she was attending college I think she was on her bachelor's or master's I'm not sure but we were busy and we still made time for this church more than just Sundays 
we were dedicated. I mean, we went on church fast and, and we just, we loved our church new birth. Then a scandal broke out. And if you know anything about new birth, or you can even Google it, uh, new birth, uh, Bishop Eddie Long, huge scandal broke out, huge. And I'm going to be honest with you lifers. It devastated me. It devastated me. I stopped going to church. I did. And it was, you know, I felt let down. I was like, if this kind of stuff is going on in the house of God, I can just have church in my own house. I can just, you know, I can be with people of the world. If This is how people who say they're saved are acting. You know, where, where, where are the role models? And I was like hurt. But you know why? Because I put this man on a pedestal. I wasn't even following God at that point. I was following Bishop Eddie Long. Right? And, and, and if, you, if you really want to be truthful about it, that's a form of idolship. I had bought all his, I had bought his tapes and his music. And when I tell you my cousin and I were heavily involved in this church, we were. We were. And it took me a long time to be like, you were supposed to be going to learn more about God. You were going to do fellowship with other believers. You weren't going to, to worship this man and praise this man. Right? That's what God wants us to do. So, of course, we put something on a pedestal. It's human. It's going to fall. But you know what, people? And I'm, in a, and I'm speaking to my past self because I'm, I no longer feel this way, obviously. We say we, we, we see all these hypocrites and this and that in the church. But what are you? What was I? I was a hypocrite. Right? I was doing things in the world and then saying I'm saving a Christian. No, I wasn't. No, I wasn't. So you're not perfect. So why are you looking for a perfect church? Hmm? I would rather somebody with all their flaws stand in front of me and tell me about their life and the mistakes they've made and how they're trying to overcome and their strongholds and someone pretending to be perfect because we know it does not exist. Perfection does not exist. Now, that's not to say that the church you're going to, the leader shouldn't be held in, in you know, a high regard and, and be expected to have a different sort of life. We, yes, of course. Of course. You should not be attending a church where the whole congregation knows your pastor sleeping around with congregational members. You know? You, you shouldn't be attending a church where you you went to a restaurant and, and you ran into your pastor and he's taking shots of tequila at the bar. Common sense, folks. OK, you have to go on that journey to find the church for you and ask the Holy Spirit to guide you. Are we supposed to have the Holy Spirit guiding us and helping us with our choices? Well, you don't think the Holy Spirit would want you to listen to him about what church you're going to where your soul is being fed because trust me God doesn't have you somewhere where there is no place for you to fellowship with like-minded believers he doesn't he doesn't and like I said there's no place going to be a hundred percent perfect you why don't you be the change you want to see why don't you let people see the love in you in your life and how it represents christianity but pray to god about that he'll lead you right 
He's not going to stir you wrong. And he's not going to have you lonely with no place to physically gather with other believers. He, he will not. Because that means his word is a lie. And we know the word of God is not a lie. But anyway, back to my testimony about the church I was going to. So I was out the church for years. Now, I grew up in the church. And, and, and that's another testimony. Let me, let me deter for a second. When I was growing up in a church, I went to a Pentecostal church um, and they're very fundamentalist and I had a lot of church hurt. You know, I was the girl that liked to dye her hair and I liked the heavy makeup and I liked the jewelry and and I, I was told I was a Jezebel growing up in church. I was like 16. And when my dad kind of like told us, well, if you want to go, you go. If you don't, you don't. I stopped going for a while then too. I, I mean, then I went on a stray of, of, of other religions and, and practicing, you know, different things and getting into all kind of things. Even some things now I see it as it was witchcraft. I was getting into all these things because I was lost and trying to find a place to belong and because of church hurt. So then when I got older and I said, OK, I do believe in heaven and hell. And then I, I got into new birth and then that big scandal happened, more church hurt and I left again. So not until the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, you need to find a place for your soul to grow and for you to belong and to become stronger. You grew up listening to the Bible. Yeah, we grew up listening to Adam and Eve and Moses and, you know, the Jonah and the whale and the story of Job. But the Bible getting into the word of God, learning how to live in this life, learning what God really says. I had never been taught those things until recently in a church I go to now. And we all need to be in Christ-centered churches, speaking the truth of the Bible, not watering down and sugarcoating things. Because we need something to sustain us when we go in this world. This world is evil. Do you understand? It is so hard and depression and all these things hit us, loneliness. And we we try to go to other avenues. If you listen to my previous podcast, I used to be a drinker. I was a heavy drinker for a long time. And then when I um, became born again, I said, well, I'll, you know, I was like, I'll just drink wine. And it, it, the Holy Spirit was like, no, you won't. <laughs> no, you won't. You know, that's that's my journey. But, you know, how many times have you heard people say it's OK to do this? It's OK to do that. It's, what does the Bible say? What does the Bible say? Just like the Bible says. You're supposed to not forsake the assembling of yourselves together. Well, what does the Bible say about how you're leading your life? Do you think as Christians, we should be out here twerking on the clubs? Should we be out here sleeping with our boyfriends and girlfriends? There are things specifically in the Bible that says you will not enter the kingdom of heaven if you do this. But now churches are giving like a green light for it. There is no green light. If the Bible said it, that says it, that, that's it, that settles it. Okay, so I needed to, and I, and I prayed to God and he led me and, and, I, and I really believe in my heart. That's why I had to move back to Florida to, to be in this, this church environment I'm in now because my soul is too important. So important. Is your soul important? 
So I need to be fed and now I'm being fed with things I've never, you know, I used to have major attitude. Even when I called myself saved, I had major attitude. Well, what Christian has an attitude, y'all? We're about love, right? We shouldn't be walking around with attitudes. We shouldn't be walking around cussing people out. We shouldn't be living in sin. You are not born again living in sin. Yes, God loves everybody. Of course he loves everybody. But God has nothing to do with sin. Nothing to do with it. So if you are living in sin, you are not part of God's family. Yeah, he loves you. Of course. I mean, I'm sure there's people in your family that you love, but they're they're not good people. Maybe they've done things. You don't keep company with them, right? But you love them. So you have to go to church because you need to know seriously how to live this Christian journey. You need to know what the Bible really says beyond the stories of Moses. (laughs) You know, beyond Moses is my favorite story, by the way, so I keep bringing it up. But you need to know the deepness of the word of God, especially in these last days where Satan is getting more conniving. He's getting more sneaky. And trust me, he is happy when he hears I don't go to church because there's hypocrites or or the pastor sleeping with this person and that person. And, you know, oh, he loves that because he knows we're strong together. He knows that. So I pray that everyone that comes across this podcast. That you you realize that you're here for a reason. You're listening to this for a reason. The Holy Spirit is speaking to you. And if you are not attending a church physically, if you do not belong to a family of believers where you can grow and love each other, where you can pray for each other. Look, I I need strength. I need strength from my sisters and brothers in Christ. You know, Galatians 6.2 teaches us to bear each other's burdens to fulfill the law of Christ. Life is hard, y'all. It is hard. Do you not know that? And after COVID, you would have thought people would have clung together tighter ever than before because we saw how drastically our lives can change and how drastically we need each other. But it, it didn't it didn't happen that way. People got lazy. They didn't want to come back to the church. Excuses. There should be nothing keeping you from spending time with God and other believers. Yes. You spend time with God every day, but you still should have time set apart to come fellowship with other believers. Don't let Satan destroy the body of Christ. You know, because that's what that's that's his mission. He wants to do that. He wants to have your mind like that. And from and take it from somebody who was out the church, I want to say 20 years. If I put all my years together, I would say a good 20 years I didn't go to church. And some of those 20 years I was saying I was saved. Saved doing the same thing that the world was doing. But because I wasn't really, you know, going to a place and hearing that pastor say, you're doing this. (laughs) Oh, no, no, ma'am, no, sir. That is not of God. And 
it's great to listen to, to sermons on TV. You know what I do? I listen to all these other pastors, you know, the feel good pastors during the week. If I need, a, you know, some, some motivation, some inspiration, I do that during the week. But where my soul is truly being fed, I take my body to church. And iron, iron sharpens iron. I want to be with other like-minded believers. I want them to pray for me. We pray for each other. I want us to pray together. I want us to worship God together. Yes, I am the church. We are the church. Every time we go out and we meet other people, people should look at us and see Jesus. They should. They should see that love and and how different we are. So let me ask you this. People who say they don't go to church, they don't need church. They are the church. Be honest with yourself right now. Be honest. Think about, I'm not even going to say go go back a month. I'm going to say go back two weeks. Where have you been that you know Jesus wouldn't go? What have you said out your mouth? Whether it's profanity, whether it's, you know, unclean jokes, whether it's harsh words, whether it's meanness. What have you said out your mouth that you know Jesus wouldn't say? What have you done that you think nobody's seen you that you know Jesus wouldn't do at your job? Maybe you, you, uh, you know, took somebody's lunch out the refrigerator. Maybe you came in from lunch break late. You know, even I, I, I don't know if I discussed this before, but even I know someone who don't even pay taxes and, and they say they're a Christian, but they work under the table and, and don't pay taxes. Do you know that's a sin, y'all? Hmm? So, yes, you need church. <laughs> you need church because from what I see and I listen to a lot of pastors, I feed my mind now with with the word of God and all different types of pastors, because what might um, change your life and, 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 and make you comfortable listening to might be a different passage for me. Like for for myself, I don't want any pastor yelling at me. <laughs> I don't want to pastor up there doing a whole bunch of singing that doesn't that doesn't move me anymore you know what I'm saying I don't know if it ever did but that's not what reaches my soul I like to hear breakdown of the scripture I like to learn new words in church I like to learn different translations of the bible I need a different way of uh, someone communicating the Bible to me. Now you might like the, uh, or you might like the very calm, mellow preaching. You seek out what kind of church you want to go to, but you need church. And like I was saying before I got on that subject, when I listen to pastors on, on the radio, TV, YouTube, whatever, I don't hear many that say, you know where, you know what? Um, uh, you really shouldn't be showing your body, you know, like you should be dressed humbly, decent and in order that God does really look at your appearance. No, he, he, you can't get into heaven by dressing in a skirt down to your ankles and, you know, buttoned all the way up to your chin. But God does want you to dress representing him. But you know who would say that? 
my pastor, my pastor. (laughs) So I think we, and also people in my church would say that if they saw me, you know, or if we saw each other and and what and how we were looking, it, it didn't represent God. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully the Holy Spirit would convict you when you put on that outfit. But even to be feeling that Holy Spirit like that, you need you, you need church to be stronger, to get closer to God, to understand God more even. And then he will speak to you more. So I think I've babbled long enough. As you see, like I said, this has been really dear to my heart because I hear it so much. And it is the it's one of the new ways Satan is really coming after the body of Christ. I don't need church. Yes, you do. And if after my testimony and all of I and everything I've said, still you're like, well, I ain't going nowhere because this is even though I'm not perfect. I know that. Okay, well, just still go back to the Bible. And God said, do not forsake assembling yourselves together. And we'll just leave it at that. The choice is yours. Which choice will you make? Until next time, lifers. Stay focused. Spread love. Be love. Be the church. But also go to church. Ta-ta. Hello, lifers. This is a bonus segment that I wanted to touch on real quick that I forgot to talk about in the podcast. I just got all caught up in saying what the Holy Spirit was saying at that time. But I wanted to address the, the issue of money. Yes, there are churches out there that are about money. There are a lot of false prophets. You know, there are a lot of wolves in sheep clothing. We knew this. But what I want you to be concerned about is your soul and you doing what God tells you to do. You know you're supposed to tithe. You know you're supposed to give offerings. You're not supposed to be thinking of this gift and and your duty on this Christian journey of doing what the Bible says as giving to the pastor. They still have bills. The the church still has bills, y'all. You know, it has their light bill and, and, and water bill and it has upkeep of the building. And hopefully, you know, if you're in one of the big mega churches, um, you're, you're feeding the poor. You know, you're, it's a place for people if they need help financially with their bills. But if not, you just do what the Holy Spirit tells you to do. Don't worry about others. Do what the Holy Spirit tells you to do. And the Holy Spirit is going to tell you to do what the Holy Bible tells you what to do. Stop focusing on everything else. I, I remember, I don't even know who said this, but um, I was listening to someone and they were saying, you know, they didn't give to a homeless person because they don't know what they're going to do with the money. Don't worry about that. <laughs> you are about doing what God tells you to do. If God told you to give $5 and it's your last $5 to that homeless person, you better do it. Or maybe the Holy Spirit told you, go buy them food instead. Maybe a family that you know is in need, they need their, their you know, some money on their rent. And the Holy Spirit told you, go pay the, the remaining of their rent or go pay for their lights to stay on. 
Don't worry about if they're going to appreciate it or not. Do what the Holy Spirit told you to do. Your blessings are going to come from God anyway. It doesn't come from people. We don't do things to please people. Who do we do things for? We do it to please our Heavenly Father. And our rewards come from Him. So let's let's just get off the whole, you know, we're making the, the pastors rich. If that's the attitude you have about the church you're going to, and about the man of God you're under, because you think you're making him rich, that might be a sign for you to leave that church. First, you need to get on your knees and pray for a different way of thinking and a different heart. But if you if you just are so uncomfortable because the pastor that you chose to follow is walking around in gold chains and driving Bentleys, <laughs> you, you chose that pastor, that church. Well, go find another church. Find one that fits you. That's what I was saying in the podcast. We all have different ways to be communicated to that affects us the most. Find you a more humble church. Just make sure your soul's being fed. And I'll leave on that note, I guess.